Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Longest intros. To Instagram. To Instagram. All right, we're ready. not ready dude eventually instagram we will get started we're trying to but you keep talking it's got a load Hey everyone, I am Eric. This is my wife, Julie. <laughs> we are the Blended Life. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So tonight. Tonight. Do you even know what we're talking about tonight? Yes. Blended family stuff. <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about leadership in a blended family and what that looks like. Um and help give you guys some good advice about how to lead your family. Um, I think that there's a lot of power struggles that happen in blended families that way, including with the kids thinking that they're leading it. Yeah, totally. So um, we have a lot of good information to try to get the ball back in your court and not out of the kids' court and uh, how to effectively lead your blended family in the midst of all the chaos that is a blended family life. All right. So where are we going to start tonight? Well, I was going to ask you. He loves when I ask him questions. Yes. Unprompted. I, th- I swear we just talked about this maybe an yeah, hour ago. But it, it, it occurred to me that I should probably do it then. <laughs> wow. Thanks. <laughs> that is true teamwork right there, you guys. But I am curious, you know, you're a leader in our blended family. I mean, outside and of the podcast. Well, one thing that I love about you as a man and as a husband and as a leader in our blended family and something that I think a lot of us, including myself, can learn from you and have learned from you, but you know when to take the reins and you also know when to let them go. And I think I wrote this in a card to you for some occasion recently. My birthday. Did I? Yep. And I keep thinking about that because that's a really, especially for a man, well, women too, we all want to be in charge, right? And I think that's a really special quality you have is that you love and trust me. And I think it has to do with trust, right? 
um, and that you really do see our marriage as a partnership, not a dictatorship. And I appreciate that about you, and it challenges me in such a great way because I think that is a huge part of leading in a blended family is that there isn't necessarily one leader but two, and you have to know when to do that. Yeah, well, thanks for the compliment. Um, yeah, there is um, – and it, there's a lot of times where you just, or at least I just want to be lazy and be like, I don't want to take the reins on this. But there's a lot of times where you have to recognize your partner is needing to be led. And it took for, it took a long time for me to recognize that um, from anyone in life, you know, getting to the point where I can recognize. And a lot of that comes from listening to you and paying attention to you. And being able to recognize when you need to be led or our family needs to be led. And it wasn't something that just happened um, to me, you know, young in age. And I'm like, hey, I'm just going to learn to lead and when not to lead. It comes from communication, listening, and understanding. Old age and wisdom. (laughs) I had a lot of jokes I wanted to make in there. You said I was in charge. I wanted to say Charles is in charge. You guys remember that show? Anyways. Yeah. Well, that's a really great, great quality and one that is very, very important because I think that also when you get married, right, you each have, you, you each bring your own strengths to the marriage. And oftentimes, and it's certainly the case with you and I, is it's yin and yang, you know, like my strengths are your weaknesses and your strengths are my weaknesses. And so to be able to know your spouse and your partner and be able to let people lead in their strengths mm-hmm. and then step up in their weakness. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I think yeah. that's a really um, crucial dance to engage in with your partner in a blended family. It will really help to be in tune with your spouse so that you can figure out when to step up and when to step back. Right. You know, um, anyway, um, I want to lead also, I want to lead. (laughs) I'll step back and let you lead. Uh, Leading is exhausting. It's a really important job and it's something that, don't you feel like oftentimes kids lead, like the tail wags the dog (laughs) a little bit? Sometimes. Yeah, I think And that's our part, that's our problem as parents. Um, I'm not saying us, you and I, but I'm saying that's, that's parents' problem when you let the kids lead or you let the kids control. Um, or dictate. Or dictate. I like that word too, dictate. Dictator. Dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> you like that it's a word. silly word. <laughs> anyway. Any word with dick in it, he's like, whoa. And, and the word tater. Like, anyways. Like, um, like, yeah, you know what? One yeah. time I think when you and I really recognized this is we were actually at Disneyland of all places. And our kids were arguing about what ride we're going to go on next. And it, and we kind of gave them um, the the way, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was on us. We were like, what do you guys want to do? And one kid wanted to do this, and the other kid wanted to do that, and the other kid wanted to do this. And it was totally on us that we let them pick and choose. And now all of a sudden we created an environment that allowed for bickering bickering and discrepancies and and like pouting because people didn't get their ways like it was chaos it totally was so 
I think that was the first time that you and I really buckled down. I remember being so angry. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we letting them choose? We all, we know what each one of them wants. Why don't you and I set the rules and be like, all right, well, first we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this because you like this and you like this. And then we're going to do this. Disneyland sounds like so much fun. Uh Uh-huh. No. I love Disneyland. I know you do. I would live there. (laughs) Yes, you would. I would. Um, You know, so basically we came to the conclusion that we were going to tell the kids what we were going to do. Yep. And you either were going to go with us or you're going to go back to the room and not go with us. And that was the ultimate decision. And at first it was a little hard for them to get on board with that. But that's because of our decisions in the past. We had never ran it like that. Mm-hmm. We let the kids tell us what we were going to do next. Yep. And by doing it that way, all of a sudden it was a little hard at first, but all of a sudden it started to get a little bit easier. And by the end of the trip, everyone got to do what they wanted to do. And everyone had a lot more fun yeah. than when we had done it the other ways. Yeah, for sure. And it was, I think that what parents don't understand too, it's like they let kids lead to keep them happy. But the problem with that is, is that kids aren't equipped to lead a family yet. They're just kids. And so putting that kind of pressure and responsibility on a child um, to lead a family, whether you're meaning to or not, I I think most parents would be like, I don't let our kids lead. (laughs) But if, if you look at your family dynamic and who's running the show as far as like what your finances are being spent on, what your time is being spent on. What's being eaten for dinner. Yeah. You know, if kids are running the show, um, that is giving them all the power. And I get wanting to make them happy, but it really doesn't make them happy because kids are not equipped, prepared, um, and capable to lead a family like that. And so you put this... Ex- you know, a lot of pressure on them to keep the family happy. And I don't think they understand it as I'm putting it, but it happens to them psychologically, you know, and then they always think the world revolves around them and then they get out into the real world and it's a really rude awakening. You know, it's a very valuable lesson for kids to learn hierarchy, um, to learn boundaries, to learn rules, it will serve them well in life. And so I would just beware, uh, you know, I would look at your family and beware of letting kids rule the family dynamic. And blended family life is not an excuse. Like a lot of people do it out of guilt or shame too. Right. You know, or, where yeah. they feel uh, they feel bad that their mom in- and dad aren't together anymore and they feel bad for being divorced right. and they feel bad for the two family situation. But that doesn't give you a pass to stop parenting your child because you feel bad. Absolutely. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. And you do see that a lot of times. That's where that saying Disneyland dad, you know, comes in where, you know, you're trying to buy your kids love. You're taking them to the amusement parks and to the store, you know, like, like the toy well, store. You're and trying to hotwire connection. Are toy stores even a thing anymore? No. Sad. Yeah. You're trying... You know, the Disneyland dad mom thing is, you know, you're trying to hotwire connection based on a false reality, right? Like you can't live at Disneyland, but you if could. that's, I could, you could, but not really. My point is, is that when you try to hotwire connection only in the like cotton candy experiences of life, um, 
it's not reality and it's not it's not real and so that's a very dangerous connection to have with a child because it's not teaching them really anything yeah it's not a real I mean it's not a fake connection but it's it's a connection that is very superficial and um is hard to sustain for the rest of your life well that's the problem you know they're going to get to be a certain age and you're going to realize like hey it's time for them to get out on their own and they're going to know nothing else and they're not going to be able to get out on their own and it's going to be extremely hard, not only for them, but for you as a parent. You're going to watch your kid basically fail because you have an, you have enabled them to live this type of life for so long without tr- like treating them or teaching them any different. Right, and you want something more deeper with your kids, right? You need to teach your kids how to build relationships so they can go do that in their own lives. And if you're buying your child's, or if you're buying your way into your child's heart, how do you think they are going to go live their lives when they're building relationships with other people? And is that what you want for them? Do you want your son or daughter to really have to buy people to like them or feel that that is okay and they can be bought or that's how they have to be in a relationship? It's very unhealthy. So we kind of got off subject, but It's very important. It is Um, important. But to go along with that, you know, marriage should be a top priority in your blended family. And it needs to be the top priority because your marriage is actually the core relationship in your blended family. So that is where the blended family needs to be led from, is that core relationship, which is the marriage, which is the husband and wife team, or husband and husband, or wife or wife, or partners or frogs hula dancers i don't know let's see Um, if something works real quick we've had some subscribers that haven't been on watch this did it work can you guys see that on screen i can't see it behind me i hope it works anyway there's some of our subscribers that have subscribed recently so what is leadership all about like what do you think leading is um leading is uh, i mean obviously the the most obvious thing is leading, but it's also being a an example. I feel like leading is leading by example. Leading is someone that um, is there to show right from wrong, that is there to set examples and show kids how to be the way that you would expect them to be as they grow up. You know, you are supposed to lead by example. Yeah, So I definitely about? think that is how... The most effective way to lead your blended family is to live out where you want everyone to go. So if you want your kids to have a certain behavior or a certain attitude or a certain, you know, hard like work ethic, you know, if you want their kids to be healthy, if you want them to be clean, you know, you need to be living out those areas in your life. You want your kids to brush their teeth in the morning and at night. You need to be brushing your teeth. In the morning and at night. That's true. Right? Because kids are very in tune to this, right? Like, well, you don't. Well, you don't. Right. Well, you don't. Yeah. And then it doesn't really resonate to them because they're like, why is it so important if my own parent isn't even doing it? Right. Here's one that I have trouble with and you do on our podcast, but <laughs> um, scolding my kid for saying, for swearing, for saying like words or phrases that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I totally do the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. You, I feel like you do the same thing to our listeners. Mm-hmm. So, but they can cuss. <laughs> I, mean, I don't can care. They? Some of them can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, some things are age appropriate, right? Like my parents cuss, but I mean, it's not appropriate for a ten-year-old to say fuck. <laughs> Here we go, you know? guys, <laughs> or whatever. Start so, us off. I feel like you know some things are age appropriate. All right, but leadership. You know, leadership is about motivating your family right. to get to whatever goals you have. You know, motivating your family to get to whatever goals you have. And so I think the first step in leadership is that you and your spouse, you know, need to sit down and decide where do we want our family to go? What's important to our family? You know, do we want to be able to have successful blended family vacations? If that is the end goal, then we need to sit down and figure out how to get us there how to motivate the kids, how to plan ahead, what we can do to get to that ultimate goal. You know, if we want to be financially solvent and that is a goal for our blended family, well, then we need to sit down and figure out how to get us to that goal. Right. What do we need to cut out? How do we need to save? You know, what bills are unnecessary? What can the kids go without? What can we go without? You know, you need to Figure out for your blended family where you want to end up. You know, do you want your kids to be independent when they leave the house and be able to function and have roommates or go to college or someday get married? If that is the end goal of your blended family to raise up self-sufficient, independent, respectful kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that people lead without without knowing where they're going. I don't think very many... Married couples, especially in blended families, actually sit down and figure out, like, what is our mission statement? You know, and there could be 20. So you're saying run it like a business. Kind of. Like, you have to know what your goals are. You have to know what kind of kids you want to raise up and be on the same page. You have to want, you have to know, like, yeah. do you is owning a home important to our blended family? Right. Or are we okay with renting? You know? Well, you also... You've got to, you know, like we said, set examples, but you also, you can't expect your kids to be one way, but not push that type of lifestyle or, you know, you want your kids to have manners when they grow up yet. No one in the family uses manners. You don't tell your kids to use manners. You don't, um, hold them accountable for manners. You know, you're like, man, I hope my kid does dishes when they grow up yet. The kid has never done dishes in their life. Right. Right. I hope the kid is a good cook when they grow up, but they've never cooked a meal in their life. Right. You know, it's... it's well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying thinking. that parents actually need to sit down and make a list of what are your important values. Make a list of values. Like, what are your family values going to be? Is, it, is faith going to be important to you? Right. Is respect going to be important to you? Um, health. You know, are we going to be a healthy family or are we going to not be a healthy family? You know, you need to come up with, and married couples need to come up with like a list of core values and then a list of goals and maybe put them up in your house. And so I think when we, out of sight, out of mind, right? Like, and so the reason why I suggest putting them up is because if you have a board that you have goals and that your whole family can see of values and, you know, life goals, like we're going to own a home someday, we're going to own a wedding venue someday. We are going to go on vacation someday. Whatever it is, you know, every time anyone in the family walks by, you know, it kind of is like a a reminder. 
you know, like if, if cussing is not like we want to not have cussing in our home anymore. Are we going to do the jar thing? You could, you know, but you need to have those visual reminders and you need to be on the same page and you need to be working towards something. And a great leader sets out goals. A great leader defines the mission statement, you know, and I've heard of families who do make like all the kids get around the table with the, the, with the parents and how cool if you're getting married and you're not in a blended family, technically you don't have paperwork yet. Maybe one really cool thing that you can do before you get married and then after you get married, have it framed and hanging up in your house. People are always asking like for weddings. Yeah. Ideas. Ideas, something to do. Well, how awesome would it be for your family to all sit down and write out a mission statement? Like these are our core values as a family. Right. You know, these are our goals and everyone can sign it. This is our one year goal. This is our five year goal. This is our 10 year goal. So on and so forth. And then you guys can all sign it, date it, frame it, hang it up in your house. And then how cool, you know, in 25, 50 years later, you can see like we actually did that. Make it with little check boxes. Yeah. But somebody has to lead and put this together. And that's you. But I think listening or watching this, this is you. But I think that parents don't do this. We just wing it. You know, could you imagine being in a business and just having bosses who wing it with no plan? You know that? (laughs) Can you imagine this? No. (laughs) I feel like bosses need vision. Bosses need plans. Leaders need vision. Leaders need plans. Leaders need, you know, to be able to encourage their... Their cohorts, their family members, you know, you have to be able to speak to something. Right. If you don't know where you're going, you can't lead, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, what are you leading to? Yeah. Um, So I thought we would talk about some important skills for leadership. And the first one is communication. I thought you were going to say strength. No. Muscles. You do need that. But I think communication is... One of the biggest things. Yeah, we talk about it quite often on the show. Without communication, you're kind of left in the silence. You have no idea. How do you... Communication of goals is communication. (laughs) Duh. You know, uh, in order to get through to anyone, understanding values, um, reiterating values, it all comes down to communication. It's one of the number one things, I think, on our list of how to make relationships in general successful right and communication is only half talking right it's half listening and half talking so you need to be a good listener you need to listen to your family you need to be able to be clear and concise and be able to speak into your family's lives effectively right but not only listen to them but also pay attention watch them Mm -hmm. you know because someone might say one thing and totally mean the other thing. Yeah. Or say one thing because it's appeasing to whoever's asking. Mm-hmm. Or they're trying to go with the flow. Yeah. But if their body language and actions are totally different from what they're saying, like mm-hmm. it's your part as a leader to try to understand that, you know. Yeah. And I think as parents, you know, a lot of times kids are going to, you know, say or do what we want them to. But that's a big, that right there is a big thing that I see missing with our school system you know there's going to be a bunch of kids out there now that don't have people listening to them you know yeah they 
teachers are not only there to teach children, but they are there to learn and understand the kids. And if there's a problem at home, they're kind of that barrier. They're the safe space to go to. There's going to be a bunch of kids at home now who have issues and problems that aren't going to be able to get solved because no one outside of their house can listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if the parents aren't in tune enough, you know, like we're talking about right now. Yeah. Communication is, is a really big deal in leadership. And the next thing is awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be in tune and aware of your family's morale. So if you have, you know, what is it amongst the ranks? What is it? Like the bad thing amongst the ranks. It's a saying. I just I don't can't know think what of you're it. talking about. Dissension amongst amongst the ranks. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about, but that's not it. But yes. You know what I'm We know what you're talking about. Right. Like you need to be aware. If everyone's bummed out, the morale is down. Chances are you want you know, you have to turn the tide and do something to get morale up so you can ultimately get to your goal or so you can get children to not be bickering and kids to not be fighting with you and, you know, to start doing what's being asked of them type of a thing. Um, Another important thing about leadership and especially in blended families and especially with kids who already feel like they're getting gypped is integrity, right? Right. You have to be honest and you have to have integrity. Yeah, because kids see through that. Kids yes. learn. Kids are smarter than we ever give them credit to be. Well, yes. most of us. But yes. Yeah. And they're very honest themselves. So they're like the bullshit whisperers of life. <laughs> kids are. Kids are. Huh? Um, and they will, they sniff it out, right? Like kids, I think, just sit there and wait for parents to mess up. And then they can be like, see? Right. You're not perfect either. Right. So, but I think integrity and honesty is really, really important. So if, if, you know, you guys, if you had a goal that wasn't reached, say, you know, goal was to go to Disneyland in 2020, but that didn't happen because Disneyland closed down or that didn't happen because you didn't have enough money, you know, tell your kids, tell the kids that they didn't reach their goal because they didn't earn enough money or our family doesn't have enough money or the world's a disaster right now and Disneyland's not even open. So we're going to save that money and we're going to put it towards something else or we vote as an entire family to do something else. Right. But what also comes with honesty? Honesty earns your respect. Right. And you cannot be a great leader without being respected. And so I think that one quick way to get you respected is just to always be honest and always let your family know that what you say is gold. Like and they it, can count on you and that you have integrity. If you mess well, up, on you the fess other, up. The other side of that coin too is if you do mess up, being able to own up to it. Be That's like, right. look, I screwed up. Like That's I was right. totally in the wrong about this. That's right. You know, like own up to it. Yeah, and the and kids he, will see that. And kids they will learn pick, that. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, because it's a, it's a good quality when someone steps up and be like, look, I screwed up. Rather than, you know... It's a bummer. Live PD is no longer on the air, but nine out of ten times, nine out of ten times, you pull someone over and they argue. I didn't run that stop sign. You know, I I wasn't speeding. No, I don't have drugs in my car. Yeah, it's all lies, and it's so much. There's just no integrity there. You hear the couple of times when someone pulls, you know, they get pulled over and they go, 
yeah, I got a bag of weed in my car. And the cop's like, thank you. I'm going to take it easy on you because you were honest with me. That's right. And I'm going to I'm going to show you some leeway. And I feel a lot of it's like common sense. Right. That works in the family situation too, you know? If your yeah. kid comes to you and goes, "Mom, I totally just dropped your favorite coffee mug. I knocked it off the counter. It was a total accident." I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> but then but then you come and you find it you you find it another time and it's either cracked and broken and just put away. Or it's glued back together. I have a, I had a friend who was like really good at like gluing back together mm-hmm. things and putting them back. I, mm-hmm. I saw it happen like multiple times at one of my friend's house. Um, but you're less likely to get in trouble. You know, when right. you find it and you find out and you're like, this thing's been altered. And I know pretty well what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just there's no integrity there. So now you're mad because not only are you getting lied to, but your thing's broken mm-hmm. or something happened. Right. You know, like just. Teaching your kids integrity, you guys know what it feels like to be lied to, especially when you know someone's lying to you. You're like, I'm not an idiot. Stop insulting me. But I feel like the kids take it the same way. Like, why are we going to lie to the kids? Well, and here's the deal, right? If you don't want that behavior out of your kids, like you don't want the kid who's going to break the coffee cup and then hide it or try to glue it back together and not tell you, right? right. How do you get kids who don't do that? Well... You're an integrity, like your integrity is intact and you lead with integrity and you show that you make mistakes and you own up to it as a parent, your kids will follow suit. And so, um, if you don't want kids to do that, then you don't live it out that you don't try to cover your mistakes, you know? And I think that's a really important piece that parents don't seem to understand. Parents seem to think that they want to be superhuman and step parents and, Kids try to live up to their parents. I think on some level they want to make their parents proud. And if you're a parent who just can never be wrong, um, then you're going to raise kids who can never be wrong. Or if they are wrong, they're covering their tracks. And sometimes that could be very harmful to them and to your family. Well, here's the other thing too, like we were just talking about. If your kid does come to you and they are honest, you know, don't just be harsh to them just because you want them to learn a lesson, like extend grace and let them know why you're doing it. Be like, look, I'm really not happy with you for breaking the coffee mug because I told you not to throw the football around in the house. You know, I'm really not happy, but I am glad that you came and told me Mm -hmm. even after I told you not to do it. So maybe rather than having this punishment, I'm going to go a little bit lighter because you told the truth, you know, maybe Rather than being grounded for a week, I'm just going to ground you for the rest of the day. Right. You know, if that if that's what it is. But maybe let them know because of their actions, they're still not going to be accepted. You know, it, it's not there acceptable. There are consequences. There are always consequences. For sure. But they're going to be less because you saved us all this time and hassle. Right. And you were honest about it. You know, if it's something little, you know, maybe you let it go. Yeah. But you extend grace. You extend grace. And, that's, and then your kids will extend grace. As they get older. As they get older. All right. (laughs) So another skill of leadership, I think, is being creative, being able to think outside the box. Like you can't be so stuck that you can't, you have to realize there's more than one way to do something, to achieve something, to get to a goal, to live out a value, 
right? There's, and every kid is so different in your household and your family dynamic has got so many personalities that to be a great leader in a blended family, you've got to be able to be a little bit creative and a little bit able, like to be a little, well, another one, it goes along with it, but like, well, we'll go later. Never mind. Sorry. But um, I wrote down next to creative to have an open heart and an open mind. Right. And I think that is part of it, you know. Um, right? Like you have to be able to be able to realize that you aren't Every, the end yeah. all be all. There's yeah, other ways, you exactly. know. Your kids might have a better way. Be open to that. You and know? I think a lot of times, especially in our family, our kids do have better ways. I'll be working on something with my with my son and be like, hey, you know, what's your thoughts on this? Or why don't you give this a try? Um, I think I've talked about this with you in the past, you know, learning to trust your kids. You're the one teaching them. You're the one raising them. If you can't trust them and expect them to know the right way to do something or right from wrong, then are you trusting them or are you trusting the way that you're teaching them? I feel like it's our job to teach our kids to do things right. And if you do teach them to do things right, you should be able to trust them to do those things. Yeah, I think that that is a great way to lead because the it is so maddening when you're a kid. I remember this, and you're like, I know you've showed me how to do this right. like twenty times. Pretty sure I can screw in a nail. At, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you I can mean, screw in screw. a nail. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Julie knows how to screw in a nail. You guys really good at it yeah but you know like or i know how to hammer a nail is that good <laughs> is that one she, she was Never not taught mind. i was a taught yeah it was just, but was, for for instance yeah yes like if you've shown your kids or you know they're you've shown your kids how to teach themselves right you know one thing i do love about you and your son is that you guys are self-taught humans if you both want to learn, to, and that's beyond me. Like I have always had to have someone teach me, and that's my how I was raised. I love school. I went to college, so to learn something, you know, someone taught you. But it blew my mind, kind of, when you and I got together because you are just self-taught. Like you want to learn how to build anything, you figure it out. You watch YouTube videos. You you know research. You go online. Um, And it's really, really, really neat to see. And that leads me in a lot. I'm like, oh, you mean I can teach myself, you know, as as stupid as that may sound like, duh, you know, it's, um, but but you've taught your that to your kids. So your, your son knows a lot more even than what you're teaching him because you've instilled in him to go research it and figure it out. So one thing though that I have had to learn to do is because I've taught him all this stuff and it's kind of what I was talking about a minute ago because I've taught him this stuff. Right. Unless it's dangerous for him or just a completely irreplaceable thing that we're working on. Mm -hmm. I have to trust him. So for instance, we built um, and mostly him um, last Last year, maybe a year before, he built the motor on his on his dirt bike. And I sat there with him while he did it, but I didn't really put my hands on it. It was him. You know, I'd kind of look at things and talk talk it through with him. But it's like if you're gonna teach your kids to do something, trust that they're gonna do it right. And if if you tell them how to do something and you never let them do it, 
don't ever count on them being able to actually do it. Amen. You know, and it was the same thing while building his computer. And they did the same thing with your son too. You know, it's like, we're going to build this computer. I'm going to talk you through it and show you how to do it. But I'm not going to make you sit there and watch me do it. I'm going to yeah, sit there you're gonna do it. and you're going to do it. Yeah. And I'll call you out if you're going to do something wrong. And I'll tell you why you're doing it wrong and what needs to be done differently. You know, I'm not going to get mad at you because I'm the one teaching you. So it's our job as parents to not only teach our kids how to do things, but to trust them. And once let them actually them. do the things you're teaching them to do. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a great leadership skill is being a facilitator of relationship building. Oh yeah. So a great leader in a blended family will look for opportunity for relationship building, will create opportunity for relationship building, will encourage relationship building, will be a relationship, be in relationship with everyone in their family as well. So that is a huge thing. Whenever you hear of companies that are very successful and everyone's really happy. It's more like a family, right? There's loyalty there because they they feel like a family. They're invested in this company more than just a paycheck, right? They have relationship. And that is great leadership. And that is something that lacks in blended families a whole lot because everyone's so sterile. Do you know what I'm trying to say in blended families a little bit? You know, we don't get down and dirty and in the trenches together. We don't make our kids get in the trenches together a lot. And we don't facilitate the relationship building or promote it or encourage it or seek it out or force it even sometimes um, that we should be doing. But I think that that is a disservice to families if you don't, like if, if relationship building isn't a key thing in your blended family as a leader, then I think that is a disservice to your family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then going a little bit further with that, help your kids mend relationships. You know, if they're, well, I mean, what used to be playgrounds, but, you know, if they're out with their friends or they're online with their friends and they're getting into an argument with something or with someone about something, Mm -hmm. don't just be like, yeah, you know, tell them this and throw them to the curb. You try to talk them through it. You yeah. know, what is happening? What, you know, what did they say? What did you say? What was done? How are we going to fix this? How are you going to yeah. fix this? And give them tools, how to fix that and how to save relationships, not how to abandon relationships. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people, especially in the social media world it is today, are so quick to have different political opinions and just be like, well, I don't need that friend anymore. I'm going to throw them away. Well, that friend's been a friend for 30 years, you know? but I'm just going to get rid of them because they have a different political view than me or they have um, different thoughts on, you know, something in the world than I do. Um, Learn to accept people. You know, everyone has their own opinions. If people just got rid of you because of your opinion, you'd feel pretty crappy, right? Right. You can value, you need to teach your kids that you can value people even if you disagree with them. That because people don't align politically, religiously, whatever as you doesn't mean that person isn't any less valuable, any less valuable or any less of a person, you know? Um, and that's yeah. Relationship building. But what I want to, I have like a little story real quick in just a wee one, just a wee one. You were saying like, I have my finger on the, no, it's, it's actually, I'm not going to cuss, but (laughs) So my kids went to, um, I graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and my kids um, went to the Children's Center there, 
And let me tell you, that place made me a better mom. I'm forever grateful to the women um, and men that I encountered there because one huge thing I learned that goes along with relationship building is they actually gave kids, like, if kids were bickering over a toy, right? No, my toy. 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 So these teachers would get, you know, on the child's level and they would sit there and they would script out for them how the conversation should go. So they'd be like, Johnny, why can why is this your toy? And the kid would have to be like, yes, well, I was Papa. playing for, I was playing with it first. Okay. Well, when you're done playing with it, you know, can you give it to Susie? And Susie will be like, I want it now. And, you know, they would say like, Susie, it's not your turn. You know, like they get there and they can say like, well, Johnny, how does it make you feel? Why don't you tell Susie how it makes you feel when she is trying to take the toy away from you? And Johnny could be, well, it makes me mad. So you could say, okay, well, tell Susie it makes me mad when you take this toy away from me. And then Johnny turns to Susie and says that. It makes me mad when you take this toy away from me. And that is marriage therapy one So what it does is it make, it slows people down, or in this case, children, slows them down and it makes them think of the situation. It makes them think of the feelings. It makes them think of the actions and it makes and them think of the reactions. And how to communicate effectively. Ultimately, it comes down to communication mm-hmm. and communicating your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions. and Right, because that little fit of my toy and like the, toy. the angry, you know, could make someone feel like you just don't like them. When it has nothing to do with you don't like them, it just has to do that you're not done playing with it yet, and you would be happy to share when you're done. Just give me a second. But it has no, But people take it out of context, and that's why relationship building is super important. If you can help your kids, like script them through that and give them the words, give them get on their level and have like conversations so that they can put it into the correct words and the correct mindset. Um, they will be able to have successful relationships with other people. But um, you need to do that as parents and as leaders, I think. All right. Oh, my toy. Um, So I have next down developing. Well, just developing, but like (laughs) not developing film. Developing sentences. No, but like being able to develop and grow each member of your family, right? So I think that when you... Like, what's a kid's favorite question is why? And you kind of touched on this earlier, but I think that a great leader explains not only where we're going, but why we're going there and how we're going to go there and how you're going to be able to get yourself there too. So you need to be able to educate and teach and grow and develop members of your family so that you can all get to the same place and so when your kids are gone, they're equipped to be able to figure out and be able to go where they want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And then also take it a step further and then be able to do the same thing, lead and facilitate and be a good parent. Yeah. In their endeavors. Yeah. So, and then the last thing I had written down, which you kind of already talked about, was just being adaptable. Like great leaders shift when things shift, you know, the, the business, you know, your business has to change and evolve when 
times change and evolve, when the market changes and evolves, well, the family's no different. You know, your family might have to figure out new ways to have fun because you can't afford to go to Disneyland and Disneyland is closed anyway. You know, so what else are we going to do? Are we just never going to have fun because we can't go to Disneyland? No, we got to figure out something else. And, you know, and a leader has to, and we said not be stuck earlier, but also has to be adaptable to change. Like you can't just be so stuck in your ways that nothing else is going to do because it's unreasonable for you to expect everyone in your family to be just like you or for the world to be just like you. Yeah, and realize the differences and the qualities of each member of the family and be able to um, facilitate to each one of those, you know, be able to um, make sure that you guys can do something that everyone enjoys doing. No one feels threatened or hurt by something that you're going to go do, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, for for instance, you know, it could be, we're going to go on a family walk, but one of the kids in our family is in a wheelchair and can't walk, you know? So is going on a a family walk going to be the best thing all the time? Well, maybe if that kid enjoys being pushed around, you know, rolled around, you know, that might be fun. But, you know, next thing is, are are we going to go on a hike up a mountain, you know, that this person can't do, you know? So it's, it's things like that. I mean, obviously that's a very common sense analogy that I just gave. But if one of your kids just truly doesn't enjoy something, you know, maybe trying to figure out something that they all enjoy, you know, or your wife doesn't like something or your husband doesn't like something. Don't go do that constantly. Don't you know? bring home the gag and ball. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You don't? No. Anyways. I'll show you under the bed later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what um. is that? <laughs> I've been so um. good about making jokes tonight, and here you come. I yeah. had like six Michael Jackson jokes come. earlier. I had, I had so many Michael Jackson jokes earlier. Um, I like Michael Jackson. I think a great leader in a blended family also has to take the time to pour in to each person in the family. Absolutely. You have to, you can't just get, be into yourself and your kid. You have to pour into everyone in the family. Um, you and have to I, be willing to be there for everyone. You know, if if just your biological kid comes to you and you'll only help them, and then your stepkid comes to you or stepkids come to you and you just blow them off. You're never going to be, you're never going to be the true leader of your household. You're never going to have the respect that you probably want. And it's also going to probably be noticed by your spouse and it's going to be a detriment on your relationship. And causes dissension. Wow. We're using some big words. Is that tonight. the right word? Sure. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. But good leaders, you know, take time and make time. You know, good leaders run the schedule, you know, and 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 run the finances and they work to they don't let the circumstances control them. They control the circumstances. And yeah, and adapt to those circumstances. You know, so, a lot of them are out of our hands and out of our control and it's our job as the leaders to make the best do that we can with the situation and what's at hand. Right. And great leaders also make time and take the time and schedule the time and prioritize time because you 
you know, if you have a boss who's too busy to run the company, what's going to happen to the company? You know, if they're never there, if they're always gone and they're doing something else, well, first of all, all the employees are like, fuck this guy. There we go, guys. You know, he's never here, so I don't, I don't, like, he doesn't care, I don't care. Right. And kids are like that, too. So, you know, I appreciate everyone has jobs and everyone is very busy with life, but make sure you're taking the time to pour into your family as a leader in a blended family, because if you want good morale and you want kids to care like you care and you have expectations for kids and your family, you best be there to, you know, lead by example. You best be there to hold accountable those values. And, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable, but you have to hold other people accountable and you can't if you're not present. Well, we had done um, one of our food for thoughts on this a long time ago when we were doing this quite a bit. If you guys want food for thoughts to come back, let us know in the comments. Um, But, we had done one on just showing up and being present for your family, you know, and a, and a big one is, yeah, we don't have a lot of sports going on right now, but eventually they're going to come back. You know, we don't have school awards assemblies don't come, you know, but anyways, have your kids show up for one another. Don't just be mom and dad showing up for the kids. And then the kids don't show up for one another, like teach them how to be a family unit. You know, if little Johnny has a sporting event today, and little Susie never has to come to that. Well, why is little why is little Susie gonna ever or why is little Johnny gonna ever come to little Susie's events? You know what I mean? It's gonna be like, well, she comes to all of my things, but I don't want to go to her things. Well, vice versa. You know, they've got to learn to support one another. And that's a big thing as an adult, as a parent, is showing up for your kids. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate with this. You're like, I wouldn't miss my kids' event for the world. You know, I mean, there might be a circumstance here and there. That prevents you. You might have to be out of town on a business, you know, or, or, you know, something. Sometimes there are circumstances, but if you can make most of the events and always show up, just showing up is 90% of the battle, you know? So teaching your kids to show up and be there for one another is just such a huge thing that brings you guys together, brings you closer, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't make... Don't make one kid come to a, to one of the kid's birthday parties, but the other kid gets to leave and not show up to the other kid's birthday party. You know, you guys go out to dinner together. All the kids show up. Yeah, you know? the kids need to be in the trenches They don't get to together. escape and go somewhere else, you know, because yeah. it's not their birthday. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. So, yeah. So you need to lead by showing up and then expecting your kids to show up. But you can't get mad if you're not there. But you expect them to be there, but you're not going to show up. Right. Type of a thing. Especially, you know, for instance, this weekend, it's one of our kids' birthdays. And I've got an invite to go play hockey, which I haven't got to do a ton. I've, I've played hockey. I played hockey. Finally, what night was it? Two nights ago. Two nights ago. For and the you're first, playing tomorrow night. For the first time in yep. like four months, five months. Yeah. And I, yes, I get to play now. But I got invited to go Sunday. But it's like, wait, I checked in with you. I think we have dinner that night for <laughs> one of our kids' birthdays. Of course I can't go play hockey. Of course I have to show up for our kid, you know? It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. So um, you've got to be selfless when you are a leader, when you are a parent, and you have to sometimes, I mean, 
sometimes literally you just have to put the kids first. And I mean, obviously things like birthdays, that's a no brainer, but there's a lot of times where, you know, someone might be down on their luck. You might only have $10 in your wallet and you need to buy lunch. Well, you need to feed those kids. You know, you need to, you need to put the kids first a lot of times and learn to be selfless and not selfish and just lead by doing the, what's best for your kids and best for the situation. Yeah. And I think that it kind of reminds me of sacrifice. And I think le- leading through sacrifice is just like Jesus, who is like the greatest leader of all times, because what did he do? He led by example and he led through being sacrificed physically, but his whole life was doing the lowliest of things and the mightiest, but he wasn't too good to wash feet. You know, he wasn't too good to break bread with anyone. Really? Yeah, literally. Um, or be in the presence of the lamest of people, you know, and, and I that think... that was the reason he got, I mean, one of the reasons he got persecuted so much. It's like, why would you waste your time on someone like this, you know? Yeah. And well, and Ma- I wrote down a Bible verse because... Let's hear it. Yeah, so Matthew twenty twenty eight says, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a, re- as a ransom for many. And I think that that is such a huge leadership quote, way to exist in blended family life that you can even, if you don't get anything else, receive this. You know, you are not too good to do the lowliest of tasks or sacrifice for your family. Um, and when you lead by serving, you know, maybe not sacrifice, but like, let's just use serving. Yeah. You know, when you lead through service, what kind of kids do you think you're going to raise? Compassionate, considerate, thoughtful, respectful, honoring, um, caring, right? That's the kind of human beings you want to raise. Then that is how you need to lead your blended family is through service, through serving your spouse, through serving your family, through sacrifice and, sh- and dying to yourself sometimes so that your family can be better off. And so people can be loved and poured into, you know, if you're not ready to be in a blended family, don't be in a blended family. Well, there's a lot of people that use their past as an excuse, you know, that's just the way that my parents raised me and that's my childhood and my upbringing and that's just the way I am. But there's a lot of people, and I know a few of you are listening right now, that take those negative upbringings and um, experiences and you use them for good. You learn from them. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do is things may not have always been great, Things may not have always been great in your blended family and in your relationship, but take all those negative things and turn them into positive things. Learn from all those mistakes and be like, you know what? We're not going to live like this because this does no good for us. Yeah, you can choose to be better at any time. Yeah, just because... You can choose to do better Just because you had a rough upbringing and your parents weren't so good to you doesn't mean you need to be that same type of parent to your kids. And I feel like a lot of people do learn from that. Yeah, they do because you know better. You know better. You know better. You know what kind of parenting doesn't work, you know, or what kind of parenting is hurtful 
you know, and every parent, listen, every parent makes their own mistakes. My parents made their mistakes. I'm making different ones, right? Yep. Hopefully I learned from my parents' mistakes and I'm not repeating that. I do too, yeah. But we're making our own because we're imperfect and hopefully our kids will learn from our mistakes and, you know. It's- but learning to own up to them and be yeah. like, look, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have talked to you this way. I shouldn't have said that to you. Or I shouldn't have allowed you to have 10 pixie sticks at 2 a.m. and then gotten mad at you for not going to bed. Probably that's all my fault. (laughs) Snorting lines of pixie sticks again, (laughs) huh? You know, I think that we make a lot of... We make a lot of decisions in the moment and regret it later. (laughs) Right? Yeah. What is that white stuff above your lip? Oh, my gosh. Um, all right, but to, I wanted to, we should probably wrap up. Yeah, sure. But I think the biggest thing in leadership in a blended family is do you need to empower? What? I'm just laughing that you're asking me if we should wrap up. Like, (laughs) why? (laughs) It's just funny. Like how I'm sure you guys are probably laughing right now too. Like, that's just not the way. No one's even watching or listening. Never mind. They will be. They will be. If you're watching or listening to this, leave an F in the chat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In honor of Julie. But I, so leading your blended family is empowering them to be the best that they can be. In the blended family. <laughs> no, but empowering them to be able to go where you want your family to go. Empowering them to live the life that you want for them to have the values that you want. You can't expect someone to be healthy and then not keep fruits and vegetables in the house, but be pissed that they're overweight or, you know, not healthy. You can't expect your kids to go exercise and you never get off the couch, you know? So you need to empower your family's values by living it out, by, by providing the tools and leading by example. Them. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, anyways, well, if you guys found this helpful, leave leave a review. We haven't had many reviews lately. So if you made it this far and you're enjoying this, please leave a review on your favorite um, podcasting. However you're listening to this. Yeah, right now. I know iTunes is a big one. We've got some pretty funny reviews on there, too. Um, But if you guys are watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed, please consider subscribing. We'd love to have you as a subscriber. Hit that thumbs up button. Ring the notification bell and you'll be notified anytime we go live or we upload something new. But if we go live, we would love to have you chime in with us and give us some input and chat with us. And we'll totally chat back with you and answer questions live. And we just appreciate you guys being here and being a part of our blended family. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, you guys.